Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure you can take on any adventure. I'm planning on going river rafting this weekend, and I'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. The business of the NBA continues. Free agency begins at 5 o'clock Friday, Chicago time, when teams can start talking to the various free agents. Wink, wink, they can just start. They've been talking to him for months. No. I mean, where do all these rumors come from? Hey, before we start talking about basketball, we want to welcome back the star of the show, Stacey King, <laughs> who's recuperating in his home. Uh, he's had a rough few weeks, and I know, Stacy, all the folks have missed you. They've sent out their well wishes, asking questions. When is Stacy going to be back? We hope to have him back in studio next week. But for now, he's kind enough to join us as he's uh, rehabbing. Why don't you tell the folks how you're doing, Stace? Well, I'm doing, I'm getting better. I'm getting stronger. I'm getting back to my old self and, uh, which is a good sign. So I'm happy. And, uh, I had like a little viral infection, um, you know, so got it taken care of. I'm feeling strong again. I had the golden pipes are still here. And, uh, as you can see, I went to the mountaintop to see the burning bush. I grew a beard. <laughs> Moses, did you drop the tablets? <laughs> Yeah, I had the tablets. I came down the hill. The gold, the, the the you know the burning bush said, "Hey, look, man, going back down there, you got a lot of you got a lot of stuff to live for and all that stuff." So I'm back, baby. I heard on social media he was playing a zombie in season two of From. There you go. Just <laughs> for the part. Is that, is that true? That's why you were gone for a couple weeks. Wow, wow, that hurt. <laughs> Throat punch on order. Next <laughs> yeah. week, it's all lined up for you. There's about Kick six lined up now. <laughs> Listen, it's going to be a lot of throat punches administrated when I get back. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Folks were asking about you at our live draft show last week. We had a great time out there. And, uh, you know, it was it was an interesting night. We didn't expect the Bulls to get into the first round. But they did take a guy who was going to kind of in the mold of Derek Jones Jr., uh, Julian Phillips, who was a small forward, about six seven and a half. He can got a 43-inch vertical. Guy worth taking a flyer in the second round, maybe can give you some energy off the bench and become a guy that uh, can get you some second chance opportunities. Well, you know what? If he's developed properly, this could be a guy that could be a starter for you at some point in his career. I mean, he's long, he's athletic, uh, very similar to Derek Jones Jr., but uh, a little bit, I think, a little bit further offensively than Derek Jones Jr. I mean, I love Derek Jones Jr., you know, I'm a big fan of his, but. Um, you know, this kid's got a huge upside, you know, he'll be able to defend, you know, up to three positions. 
Um, you know, like I said, if developed properly and put the time in, if he spends the summer with DeMar DeRozan, <laughs> no telling yeah. how he'll be uh, in second season. And you also got to remember, too, Mark, you know, everyone t- seems to forget about the kid from Marquette. You know, Justin Lewis, they, right. they, they you know, forgot about him. You know, uh, this is a kid who I think is going to be on the roster this year. Um, he had a devastating knee injury before the start of the season last year. And uh kid's about six, seven, six, seven and a half. He's physical. He can play defense. Uh, keep an eye. Keep an, keep an eye on that name. Let's get to the news of the last couple of days. The Bulls are bringing back both of their centers from a year ago. Nikola Vucevic agrees, actually signs a new extension. Three-year contract. Some information came out late this afternoon that it's fully guaranteed. Three years, $20 million. The first year is $18.5 million. Second year, $20 million. Third year, when Nikola will be 35 years old, is at $21.5 million. So I guess... The contract will help them in the short term in terms of maybe be able to spend a little bit more in free agency. But I also, and then we also found out Andre Drummond, there was a report early in the day that he was leaving, and then we found out that he is exercising his player option to come back. So Vucevic and Drummond will return. Stacey, what do you think about having both centers back? Well, I mean, listen, unless you're going to blow the team up and completely rebuild, I mean, Vucevic, you got a good, you got a good deal with Vucevic. Vucevic, probably could have commanded more money on the open market teams like, you know, teams like Phoenix, Boston, before they got Porzingis, his name had been mentioned. Uh, you got a big that can stretch the floor that can rebound. I mean, he's a double, double machine. I know sometimes people want to say, oh, well, empty stats playing on the bulls team. It's still an NBA game. You know, this guy walks out there and gets you a double, double every night. He's very durable, played 82 games last year. Not too many guys can say they played 82 games. Um, you know, this is a guy that I feel like if you were going to bring a person back, he was probably the guy that you definitely want to bring back. And if you're going to run it back, you know, this is a guy that matches very well with DeMar and Zach Levine. You've got to have in this league minimum two, three caliber players that can do some things for you. So, um, you know, Vooch is an underrated center, Mark. You know, um, I know he takes a lot of heat you know, from the Bulls fans sometimes. And I know, you know, I'm always screaming, get the ball inside. You know, I think Billy Donovan has to understand that this year. You can't you can't allow him just to sit outside and shoot threes all the time. There's also a report late this afternoon from our buddy Casey Johnson that the Bulls are apparently talking to Patrick Beverly about coming back. And that one surprised me, Stacey, because he was talking on his podcast. And maybe this was just, you know, braggadocio saying I'm, I'm going to get 13 to 15 million maybe when he looks around the market he realizes that uh, maybe staying with the bulls at a team-friendly deal isn't his worst option yeah i, I don't think that he was going to command 12 or 13 million dollars a year uh the market is not that way for a player and not saying that he's not a good player it's the fact that you know there's a lot of younger players out there that you know, will demand that mid-level. You got Matt Struess. You got a lot of these guys out there that are going to be in that $12 million range. And, you know, uh, and they're young. And, uh, you know, Patrick Beverly did a great job last year coming in in the second half, um, you know, uh, turn helping turning the mentality of the team around. Um, you know, but I still think, you know, I still think the Bulls need to focus on shooting and a point guard, I mean, a true point guard that can get the, these guys in their sets, take some pressure off DeMar and Zach having to bring the ball up and iso ball all the time. 
get get a point guard in here, man. You know that you can you can you know really really get this team going um, and play more transitional basketball. When you look at the list of shooters, free agent guys that are available, and remember the free agent negotiating period begins at 5 p.m. Chicago time on Friday. Reports have been saying that our guy Max Struess is going to get more than the mid-level exception, which is about $12 million to start. They're saying he may get a contract that starts at $15, $16 million from a team with cap space, like maybe Houston or the Indiana Pacers or Detroit. Other shooters, Eric Gordon was released by the Los Angeles Clippers. He's a little long in the tooth, but he can still shoot it. You've got uh, Javon Carter, who shot 41% on threes with the Bucks last year. He's a local guy from Proviso East. George Niang, uh, the minivan from the Philadelphia 76ers. And the Lakers, just a little while ago, uh, cut ties with both Malik Beasley and Mo Bamba. Beasley was a guy that could really shoot it. Now, he's a guy that might fit with the Bulls, Stace. Yeah, um, you know, but he really struggled in the second half yeah. finding his shot. If you watch the Lakers last year, he lost a lot of playing time towards the end. Austin Reeves started getting a lot of those minutes. Um, you know, Dennis Schroeder. So, you know, he kind of lost – you know, if he's not making shots, Mark, and just like any shooter, if you're not making shots, how are you helping the team? You know, are you a defensive stopper? Are you a guy that can set your teammates up? And a lot of these guys are specialists. You know, this is, you know, you say a specialist, he's a rebounder, or he's a defensive stopper, or he's just a shooter. Um, when you're playing on these teams that are trying to get to the playoffs and trying to get deep, um, you, you need, if you're going to go a player like that, you know, you go out for a Bruce Brown type player, a guy that can do multiple things for you, even if he's a decent three-point shooter, but he's a guy that can do, he's a jack of all trades. He can guard anybody on the floor. And and that's kind of what I would do if I was a team. I would try to set the template of what Denver did because what we've, what we've seen over the last, you know, five championship teams is not only do they have quality starters, they have quality depth. And, you know, that's that's the most important thing when you're building a championship contender, because in an 80 game an 82 game season, Mark, your bench is going to be probably responsible for winning 25 to 35 games just from your bench, which now you throw what the starters win. Now you're looking at 50 plus win, you know, 60 plus win season if you got a really good bench. And then when you go to the playoffs, your bench is battle tested. You know, they, they've been in the wars. They've been had to carry the team during the regular season. Now you see a team like Denver's bench step up. Bruce Brown, the kid Christian Brown, you know, who didn't play a lot during the regular season but got playing time towards the end and showed that he can play. So you got to develop your bench. And that's one thing uh, the Bulls really have to focus on is developing their bench to go along with their starters. they got some really good bench players. Um, but you got to develop those kids. you got to give them confidence. AK said that his two big priorities in free agency are try to find uh, some shooters and also solidify the point guard position. There are a number of veteran point guards available. We talked about Derrick Rose a lot. He would co probably come at the veterans minimum. I heard something uh, interesting about Russell Westbrook because of the Clippers cap situation. The most that they can offer Russell Westbrook on a first-year contract is $3.8 million. So unless he wants to take a huge pay cut, he may start shopping his services. Dennis Schroeder, who's you know been a good player throughout his career, is also going to be available. So there are guys at the point guard spot who could come at a team-friendly price. Uh, who do you like on that list, Stacey? Well, I mean, I... Oof. And Patrick Beverly, of course. I mean, honestly, I mean... It's a tough call because, like, you know, I'm a big Derrick Rose fan. 
And I still think the kid can play. I think people are reading into him not playing in New York as like he can't play anymore. I don't think that's the case. I think what you saw in New York was they went with a younger movement. They started playing quickly more. Uh, the kid, uh, uh, Deuce McBride, they started playing the younger guys. And you got to remember, you know, the president of that, of the New York Knicks is also a former agent. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, Tibbs has to, Tibbs pretty much has to do what he wants him to do, you know, and Tibbs, you know, I was talking to somebody about this today, you know, New York had a, a, a good enough team, honestly, with Milwaukee struggling and not making it to playoffs. There's no way in the world New York should have lost to Miami with the depth that they had, the quality depth that they had, you know, Tibbs is old school. Tibbs went in and cut his rotation like seven man, you know, when his bench really did a good job for him this year. And he did that when Derrick Rose really played well off the bench, uh, you know, went back and started playing six, seven man rotation. I think Derrick has a little bit left. If I'm the bulls, I'm kicking the tires on that, you know, uh, bringing him in, bringing him in for a workout, see what he's got, you know, see, see if he, if he can help, because listen, the bulls last year had Goran Dragic. Okay, Goran Dragic was almost hurt the whole season. Okay, you can't tell me that Derrick Rose is behind the Dragic, that he can't bring something to the table. So um, Russell Westbrook would be good, but I don't think he wants to leave L.A. I think he'll give, uh, you know, the Clippers a, a hometown discount just because he gets to stay in L.A. And then the Clippers are also a championship caliber team. What do you think of Dante DiVincenzo? He was let go by the Golden State Warriors. It's an interesting name, a guy who can shoot it a little bit, also handle the ball. Yeah, but he's not a traditional point guard. Right. Um, he, he's a combo guard. Um, he can, you know, I like him. I like him in a role where kind of like Caruso. You right. know, you're bringing him off the bench. He can guard people. He can make some shots. But I don't know if he's, I don't know if he can lead your team and get them in their offense and get guys open shots. Because you got to remember, to come to the Bulls, let's say the Bulls run it back because it looks like that's going to happen. Let's say make some kind of trade that we don't know about. You know, one of the things that, that, you know, people forget, and, you know, Lonzo Ball, before injury, Lonzo Ball had this team that is the number one team in basketball, not just the Eastern Conference. They were number one record-wise in the NBA. And and what you saw with Lonzo was a guard that can get everybody involved, keep, every, keep everybody happy, settle people down, uh, get Zach easier shots, more efficient shots, get – DeMar, more easier shots. And even with Vooch, Vooch's game, I thought, suffered a little bit when when Lonzo Ball went out because Lonzo was able to get him easier shots. And so when you lose that kind of player and we see what kind of player makes that impact, that's the kind of player you want. You want a point guard that's a point guard first, scorer second. You don't want guys who are scorers first. We got enough scorers. We need a guy that can distribute. Whispers, you got something for Stacey? Yeah, what about Austin Reeves? Uh, they're banting around $100 million bucks for him. Hey, the kid earned it, you know? I mean, well, you know, and I like though. Austin Reeves because he went to Oklahoma. So, right. you know, I'm always going to I'm always gonna pump up my Sooners. Um, I don't know. I don't think the Lakers – the Lakers will probably go over the salary cap to sign him. Um, the interesting thing, if you're Kobe, if you're Kobe White's uh, agent – you know, you see this kid getting offered that much money with maybe just one year of experience. You know, if I'm Kobe White's agent, you know, what what is Kobe worth? You know, I mean, Kobe, you know, Kobe has had some good times here in Chicago and he's had some he's had some up and down times here in Chicago. But uh, Kobe White, I'm telling you, people keep sleeping on this kid, man. And I and I don't want to see Kobe go. 
because I think you're going to see another situation of Kobe doing what Lowry Marketing did, go somewhere and flourish and end up, you know, being a, being a high-caliber, all-star caliber player somewhere else. He's got great size. He's got great speed. If we don't go out and get a point guard, it's time. I think it's time for Billy Donovan and AK and those guys to put the trust in Kobe, give him the ball, and let's see what he can do. You know, I, I think he's improved tremendously on the defensive end. He guards people. Uh, his decision-making, is, you know, his ball handling has improved 100%. Um, he's good in the pick and rolls. And I think it's time to give him the keys to the car. You know, he's six foot five, you know, he can shoot the basketball and this league's all about confidence, Mark. You know, if, if, if Billy Donovan came to, to you right now, said, Mark, I'm gonna give you 30 minutes tonight. You can shoot anytime you want. You're going to play your game. I'm not going to pull you out. Your confidence level is going to soar. You know, it's when those coaches put clamps on you and they put restrictions on you and it takes the confidence away. You've seen it with IO. You know, the confidence has wavered up and down, up and down. You've got to start believing in these kids. You've got to start developing them to the point where they can contribute and be big contributors on this team. Once again, with the start of free agency coming up on Friday, a couple of very familiar names are hijacking the news cycle. Kyrie Irving says he's going to meet with the Phoenix Suns, who could only offer him the veterans minimum. If I'm Kevin Durant, I'm putting up the cross going, get away from me. No way. No way do I want you wrecking my team again. And the other one, Stacey, James Harden declined, or excuse me, opted in to the final year of his deal with the Philadelphia 76ers for $35 million. He probably could have gotten more if he would have gone out in the open market. And according to uh, Adrian Ward, Janowski, it's because he wants a trade. So now Harden's looking for a trade. Kyrie's looking for some team to fawn all over him. At some point, we've had enough, haven't we? <laughs> well, listen, listen, with, with Kyrie, it's just too much trouble, too yeah. much baggage. You know, you don't know if, I mean, you know, he, I thought he was on his kind of his best behavior in Dallas, recognizing that he was going to be a free agent. You just can't trust him. You know, he's got enormous talent. He's probably arguably the best scoring point guard in the league. Um, you know, he 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 feels he's an alpha. He's the number one guy. Uh, I don't know if he would fit in. I, I mean, if you're if you're Phoenix, you need to build your bench. Right. You already got three. You already got three all time great scores on your team. And you got if you don't move Aiden, you know, Aiden, you've got a big center. So you got four quality starters. Now you got to start building your bench and getting some reserves. You know, they're going to be similar to the Miami, you know, the Miami uh, Heat when Pat Riley, right. you know, got rid of everybody. And then brought back guys on one-year deals, you know, Mike Millers and Shane Battiers and all these guys who had to take less money because they knew that they'd have a chance to win a championship. And those are the kind of guys that are going to Phoenix. Why would you bring a Kyrie Irving who arguably, you know, just blew up the Brooklyn Nets, you know, with his, his behavior there? Um, James Harden, listen, James Harden ain't stupid. Okay, James Harden wasn't gonna get no thirty-six million somewhere else. Let's be let's be real about that. Okay, if he'd had a little bit more manageable contract, you know, uh, let's say that that you know he opted out of like a Draymond Green twenty-four, twenty-five million, you know, maybe he would get a thirty million dollar contract. But I, I think his opt-in clause what thirty-six million, thirty-eight million. Yeah, it's like thirty-five that. and a half. Yeah, yeah, you're not. He's not going to get that in the free agent market because number one. As good as he played last year, he's been very inconsistent over the last couple of years. And so what does he do? He opts in, and now he's going to force Philadelphia to trade him to, like, you know, to some place where, you know, say Houston, where he can get some assets. If you're Daryl Morey, 
Like, yeah, you're gonna opt in, you're gonna finish out your deal here, and then maybe at the trade deadline we'll move you. But you know, that that team has a chance. I mean, right now on paper, they're they're a top four team in the Eastern Conference and a chance to, you know, a chance to possibly come out, you know, the Eastern Conference if they can get it all together and get their ducks in a row. But it's a major distraction if you know one of your star players is only there to be traded and uh and it's gonna be very disruptive, you know, and you got a new coach in Nick Nurse. Uh, who I think is going to get a lot out of their players. Um, you know, James Harden right now, I think James Harden still believes he's the number one player, Mark. Yeah. And uh, I, I beg to differ. You know, I think he's the number two, maybe three. Um, Embiid's the number one player on that team. So maybe he's tired of being number two. Is Della Vadova still available? <laughs> he's always available. He was on, on, he was on Sacramento's <laughs> bench last all, year. Was he? Somebody yeah. Yeah, whispers. Okay, we can go to Hell Club and get a Dell of a dope. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Come James. On, man. We, can go, we can go to your local health club. You know, we can go to your local health club. You know, Lifetime Fitness. You know, uh, you know uh, Forest Grove. Not Forest Grove. What is it? Midtown? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can go pick up a guy at the rec league to come play a Della Dover role. Come on, come on now. Yeah, James Harden is 33 now, and Woj is reporting that among the teams that are ex- expected to have an interest in trading for him, the Clippers and the Knicks. So that'll be something to watch when free agency opens on Friday. We've got our buddy Kendall Gill waiting in the on-deck circle. We're going to talk much more about the NBA. We'll also talk – he's a big boxing fan, Stacey, so we're going to talk a little boxing. Also talk about his son, Phoenix, who's rising up the charts of uh, top high school prospects in the country. So that's all Rising coming. up like a phoenix. That's right. So before we do that, I want to tell you about our good buddy Jeff Vukovic when it comes to insurance for your auto, home, and business. Make sure you contact the king of insurance. That's nationwide agent Jeff Vukovic. You can reach him at jeffvuk.com. That's jeffvuk.com. Stacey, I tried to get Adam to sing last week. He wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do it. Yeah, you know, I got Adam drained. You know, uh, <laughs> he recognized during the during the broadcast that, you know, his nationwide jingle is not up to par. But right. you know what? Adam is a, Adam is an opera. I know. Opera singer background. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, I did know that. That's did amazing. He, did, he, did he even talk about his DJ career? No, no, we didn't get into that. But, you know, dude, he, Adam was dude, great, a, man. This, this guy's a jack of all trades. Yeah. Oh, but anyway, before I before I was really interrupted, <laughs> nationwide is on your side. The Golden Pipe's still in good shape. Stacy's on the men. We look forward to having him in the studio. You gonna hang around and talk to Kendall with us? Yes, sir. All right, that's coming up next. This is Gimme the Hot Sauce, episode one thirty six, according to my rundown here. We're coming right back. That chuckle you heard was our guy Stacy King, who's joining us from his home, and now it's our pleasure to welcome in. From his lovely home, Kendall Gill, our good friend. You see him on Bulls pre- and post-game shows throughout the season. He also is involved in the Parley Show, talking boxing. We're going to talk a little boxing later, but let's start off with the, the business of the day, which is NBA free agency about to begin. Kendall, were you surprised that both uh, Nikola Vucevic and Andre Drummond are coming back? It doesn't leave the Bulls with a lot of flexibility in terms of trying to adjust the roster. No, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, it, when when Vooch wasn't moved at the trade deadline, that gives the Bulls no other, you know, choice but to re-sign him. I mean, they gave up all those draft picks to get him. And, you know, I think that Vooch is, is, is one of the better centers in the league, especially on the offensive end. You know, does he have some limitations defensively? Yes, but I think that, you know, he more than makes up for that on the offensive end. I would love to see him play more in the post uh, because I think that he's devastating um, down 
down low when he gets the basketball there because not only not only can he score down there, but he can command double teams. He's a willing passer. And, you know, you hear Stacy and I say it all the time. Stacy says it during uh, the games, and we always say it on the pre- and post-game show, that play through Nikola Vucevic. And because the game becomes so much easier for everybody else when the Bulls do that, not surprised at all that they're bringing him back. Not surprised at all that they're bringing Andre Drummond back. I thought that, that Drummond played a great roll off of the bench. And let's not forget, this guy's only 29, 30 years old, man. He's not very old. And two-time All-Star. And I think that what he gives you rebound-wise off of the bench, his, his, his physicality, I think he does a great job. So I'm, I'm not surprised at all. One of the things, Kendall, that I, I said about AK, and I've heard him say it many times, is continuity. Uh, and I think the signing of Vucevic and Drummond is the start of that. And now you've got DeMar DeRozan, who's going to be going to have to be signed at some point, And you've got Zach Levine. Um, so you can see them bringing this whole group back. But the big issue is you need a shooter and you need a point guard. And we, we were talking about it earlier, how, you know, people forget how good Lonzo Ball was for this team. You know, you take him off this team. This When he was on this team, this team was one of the number one team in the NBA record-wise. They were coasting through the first half of the year. He goes down. It's a different team. It's been a different team this past season. Who's out there? I'm a big Derrick Rose fan. I, I, I'm, you know, my thing is bring Derrick in, kick the tires, see what he can do. I think Derrick still has a lot left. I think it was more on New York's part by them not playing him. Because you hear all these people say, oh, he's done. He can't play. That's why New York didn't play him. You, you, both you and I have been in this league, man, where you know what goes on behind the scenes. You know, mm-hmm. God, you know, guy may not be playing. Everybody thinks he's terrible or he can't play anymore. But it might be a personal issue. It may be something in management that's keeping that player from playing. And that's what I think happened with Derrick Rose in New York. Yeah, I, I definitely think that, Stacey. And, you know, it's amazing. Great minds think alike. Yep. <laughs> You're exactly right. We need a shooter. We need a point guard. And even if you don't want to bring Derek in here as the starter, you move Kobe White, who, who's drastically improved his ball handling. I thought Kobe had a great season last year uh, once, once he got going. Um, and then you bring D. Rose back, who basically had a red shirt year last year. So he, he didn't have... He didn't have any wear and tear uh, on his body last year at all. He, he still wants to play. And I think what better way to rejuvenate him than to bring him back where it all started. I think that the fan base would go nuts if they if they signed him. Uh, jersey sales would go back up with the number one Rose jersey. Uh, everybody would be, be anticipating what – he can do when he when he finally gets back on the court. I think it would be a great move for for the organization, um, not only not only for the organization but for the city and, and Derek as well. You know, it's no secret that ownership has said uh, on the record that they're willing to pay the luxury tax if they feel they have a team that can contend in the Eastern Conference. AK in his uh, news conference after the draft said, if we're top four, top six in the East, I think Michael Reinsdorf will give us the okay to go into the tax. And the only way they can add to this roster, Kendall, is to go into the tax. I mean, anybody that you want that uh, is going to really help the team is going to command a salary, you know, in excess of $5 million. So they're going to have to go into the tax. You know, you're talking about point guards. A guy that, you know, might come in their price range 
is Javon Carter, who played in Milwaukee last year. He's from Proviso East High School. He's a guy who'll pick you up 94 feet. He shot 42% on threes, and he's a different kind of guard than what they have in terms of, you know, he will really give you that that pesky defensive guy that I think could could give the Bulls a, a nice balance with what they currently have in the backcourt. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with Javon. I, I really, I really like his game. Um, but he's going to have a lot of suitors out there, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> you know because of the way that he plays. I mean, if if the Bulls could could you know possibly bring him in, and that's a guy that I'm willing to to look at. Um, but I think that Javon possibly with his talent level might be looking for a starting position. I don't know whether that's available here in Chicago right now because of the emergence of Kobe White. Um, you know, you still have Io as, as as a really good backup if if you, you can't go out there and find um, a, a, a true blue point guard. So, I mean, I think that's that's a very nice option. But is he willing to come off the bench like he did in Milwaukee and do and do uh, you know what what bench guys do, which which are very important. One of the, one of the things I I talk about Kobe White. You know, I, I think it's time to give him the keys to the car. That's just my personal opinion. I think he's ready to go. But what really scares me now is that the Bulls now, you know, allowed him to be a restricted free agent. And I could see someone coming up and, you know, offering him a big contract because of his upside and his ability as a point guard, 6'5". He can shoot threes. His defense is much improved. Uh, He's improved dramatically over the last year. I could actually see someone coming up and saying, hey, we're going to offer this dude a big contract to force the Bulls to match. Do you think they would match it? Yeah, I think so because of what you just said, Stacy, his upside, uh, the way that he came out and performed. Because, because quite frankly, at the beginning of the season, a lot of people were saying, "Well, Kobe White, they're going to they're trade Kobe White because there's no more, there's no room left for him on this team, especially with Lonzo Ball, uh, the emergence of Ayo Desumu. But Kobe White emerged as the guy that we could rely on most. Um, and not only did he improve his ball handling, but like you like like you just mentioned, Stacey, his defense was impeccable last year. I mean, the way that he picked up, the, the way that um, he took it upon himself, taking charges, uh, taking on tough defensive assignments, um, the way that he was able to run the team and get his shots off at the same time. I really loved his, his emergence. And, and, you know, I follow him on Instagram, and I watched him all summer long. And an NBA referee told me this uh, last summer before the, the Bulls came in the training camp. He says, Kobe White can't handle the basketball. And he, I was like, what do you mean he can't handle it? He said, just watch him. He's like, I do enough games where he can't handle, I know that he can't handle when pressure is put on him. And I watched, and he was absolutely right. But Kobe White recognized his weakness, and he went and he, he worked out with this guy, dribbled too much on, on Instagram. DeMar works with him as well. Um, and he came back, man, he was a different player. You know, when you can handle that basketball and go where you want to go, and Stacey, you know this because both of us are former players, it drastically improves your confidence. And I think that his confidence was on a whole different level last year because I think in previous years he thought, okay, if I'm not knocking down a three, then I'm not a protector. But he's able to drive the ball to the basket now anytime he wants to. He's able to get where he wants to go anytime he wants to. He doesn't get flustered when they trap him. He doesn't get flustered when people put pressure on him. And, you know, he's right back in the gym with dribble too much again this summer. So that means that he got a taste of it. And now he wants even more, which is telling me that this guy still wants to improve. So, 
you know, you got to match that contract to a guy of his talent level, his caliber that still is working and wants to improve. It's no secret, Kendall, this team desperately needs three-point shooting. The problem is oh, that most God. of those guys are going to be out of their price range. You know, I thought maybe they could get a reunion with Max Struess, but now I'm hearing reports that he might be getting offers way over the mid-level exception. Gabe Vincent had a great playoff for the Miami Heat. He's probably going to be mm -hmm. too expensive for the Bulls. A couple of names to throw at you. Eric Gordon was released by the Clippers yesterday. He, he's a little bit long in the tooth, but he can still shoot it. I mentioned uh, Dante DiVincenzo, who was uh, let go by the Warriors, and then Malik Beasley, who was let go by the Lakers for financial reasons today. <laughs> Could any of those guys possibly help the Bulls in terms of a three-point shooter off the bench? Mark, well, you know I'm a big boxing guy, and they say yeah. the last thing to go on a fighter is the power. <laughs> so Eric Gordon in basketball, the last thing to go is the jump shot. <laughs> so believe that Eric Gordon is the guy if we need three-point shooting. Listen, it doesn't take much to line up a three-point shot, Mark. You really, you really don't have to do that much. You know, you just got to <laughs> run to your spot and spot up, okay? And I think at this point in his career, he's in good enough shape where he can get up and down and run to his spot and knock down those threes that we that we need. I mean, we we really did not make the mark on three-point shooting last year. That that was a big Achilles heel of ours. And I think that it, with you signing a guy like Eric Gordon, it definitely shores that up. Yeah, but he might back out of his commitment like he did with Illinois. Oh! oh remember that years oh. ago? He's going to go to Illinois and he ended up going oh. to Indiana. That still hurt, Kendall? <laughs> I heard a suitcase showed up on his front <laughs> That never That's happens, right? Suitcase. Or the suitcase showed up on his front step, Mark, right before signing period. And like Stacey always says, wow. he took a pay cut by going to the league. He got a raise going to Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kendall, do you, you hear all the rumors. You hear all the rumors that the Bulls are still shopping guys and shopping Zach Levine. His name comes up a lot in trade rumors. Um, let's just say the Bulls, I don't think it's going to happen, but let's say the Bulls decide to revisit that New York Knicks deal. If you're, if you're AK and Mark Eversley, if you were going to make that deal, who would you want? What package would you want from the Knicks? If you're going to make that deal? Um, as much as I love Zach, I mean, you know, uh, I think he's one of the better scorers in this league right now, but I think, R.J. Barrett would have to be a part of that package. Obi Toppin would have to be part of that package. And um, what's the what, what's the shooter's name? The young guard that they have, uh, Quint, uh, Emmanuel Quickly. Emmanuel Quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I, I might. I might make a move on that because that's three high quality players that that you know that are young that uh, are productive players. So I might make the move, but. In saying that, AK and Mark Eversley, you know, what they started in Denver, they believed in keeping the core together for about three or four years to see what they had. We see what happened, okay? Because that core has been together for like four or five years now and not an NBA champion. So, you know, I'm going to go back to the Joel and B quote, trust the process. And, you know, I believe in keeping core guys together. You know, I go back to my me, uh, Alonzo Mourning, Larry Johnson, Dale Curry, Muggsy Bowles. If we had kept that core together, we would probably have been facing Stacy and those guys in the Eastern Conference Finals a number of years. 
you know, but we didn't keep the core together. And, and that's the, that was a sign of a young players plus a young franchise that really didn't know what they were doing. I believe that AK and Mark know what they're doing, you know, and that's proof is in the pudding. You know, look at the Denver Nuggets right now. Well, Kendall, I know you've been very busy uh, taking your kids to uh, basketball and uh, golf, respectively. Uh, yeah. l- let's let's talk about uh, your oldest boy, Phoenix, who's an upcoming junior at St. Ignatius. He's really blowing up during the summer league season. I know that the, the open recruiting period is on. A lot of college coaches have seen him. Uh, you've, mm-hmm. you've been working with him extensively. What kind of feedback has he, has, has he been getting in terms of the improvement of his game since uh, he, he started at St. Ignatius? Oh, lot, lots of feedback. And, you know, his, his progression has been gradual. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's, uh, you know, he's, he's, got, he's still got a long way to go. I mean, he has all the talent and all the tools and everything, but now he needs to put the basketball IQ with the talent and, and, and the skills that, that he has developed. Um, he's, he's a very good player, you know, and, and you know, he, he was ranked the, just recently number one junior in the state. So, you know, hopefully he can continue. He'll stay humble. Uh, listen, listen to his instruction and to and, his know, father, to listen to his father. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but as you guys, as you guys know, all of us have children. Um, sometimes they get tired of listening to their parents. So, <laughs> yeah. um, what, what I've done is now I am, I, I have uh, contracted with a guy by the name DJ Sackman, who was a, uh, NBA skills coach, and he he's the uh, author and the and the creator of HoopsStudy.com. It's the most comprehensive basketball program that I've ever seen. You know, it covers covers everything from A to Z. And he's going to be working with Phoenix now for the next three months. Uh, our season, our summer league season, just ended last night, and starting Monday, uh, Phoenix will be uh, in a mentorship program with him. So now that guy can take the lead, you know, and I'll, and I'll sit back and, you know, monitor everything that's going on because guys, I've been tired of the rolled eyes and the attitude. So, <laughs> so, so, so I gotta, I gotta let go. Cause you know, I, sometimes I feel like strangling my kids, you know, but I understand that's part of it. Yeah. One, one of the things I, I watch your videos with them. One of the things that you constantly preach to them is you put the work in, you get the results. And yeah. a lot of times he's going through these workouts and you can see like, Oh man, Oh man. <laughs> but then when he gets out on the court and he sees what he's applied off the court and he starts to see what happens on the court, when you put the work in, it mm-hmm. makes him more eager to learn more and more and more. And uh, that's what I can see out of him. I, I, I can, so when I see some of those videos, I'm like, okay, I know that's my boy. I'll be running to knock his little butt out, but come on, man. Because <laughs> your dad played, you know, 13, 14 years in the NBA. You're not going to get no better training than right. your dad. And so, and a lot of times I think our kids forget that we played and like, what do they know? You know, I'm watching the new NBA now and how everybody plays, but you know, you're a walking encyclopedia. You're a walking library of knowledge. And the one thing, like I said, I see him now, like when you tell him all that, I see you tell him all the time, like, Hey, you put the work in, you put the grind in, you're going to see results. Mm -hmm. And when I watch him play, I can see a big jump from his sophomore year to where he's at now is a huge, noticeably different player. Yeah, thanks, Stacey. Well, you know, we, we've done the same things as, as Kobe White. You know, we've worked on our ball handling really, really hard um, because at the next level, he's going to have to be a point, a combo guard. And that's what he is right now. So, you know, might as well start learning the point guard position as well as the two guard position. 
And, you know, a lot of it also, too, is the knowledge. I tell them, you know, don't get caught up on, you know, the rankings and the, and the Instagram stuff that you see, the guys doing three-step three, three back jump shots and things. We're going to be fundamentally sound. And, you know, because I, I say this all the time, Michael Jordan, to me, was not fancy. He was just so good at the fundamentals that he made it look fancy. Yeah. You know, because if you go back and you look at everything, you all triple threat always, pump fake always, dribble with the with the right hand, dribble with the left hand, the correct way. You know, uh, when you're on the opposite side of the basket, use you use your left hand when you when you're on the left hand side of the basket. Use your right hand when you're on the right hand. That that's what it was. He's such a great athlete and and master the fundamentals. He made everything look fancy, and and that's what I try to to instill in, in Phoenix is that the fundamentals are key. After that, train hard, fight easy. That's what you have to do. Yep. Know, and if you can do that, you're going to go a long way. I know you've been putting him through some drills, even some uh, boxing stuff to improve his hand speed. I know you're a, a yeah. big fan of the sport. Of course, you fought uh, in the ring a number of times. Mm -hmm. You also do a show, the Parley Show, where you t comment mm -hmm. on boxing. This has been a really interesting summer. There's a lot of big fights and uh, a really big one coming up. What is that, the welterweight or, or – Middle. Yeah, yeah, Spence and Crawford. Yeah, what do, what do you think about that fight? Yeah. yeah, well, this is this is perhaps one of the biggest fights in the last thirty years. This is on the level of Sugar Ray Leonard, Thomas Hearns, um, Manny Pacquiao, Floyd Mayweather, uh, Felix Trinidad, Oscar De La Hoya. These are two undefeated welterweights uh, fighting for welterweight supremacy. Uh, Errol Spence has three belts. Um, Terence Bud Crawford has one belt. Neither one of these guys have lost. Both of these guys are saying, I'm coming to knock you out. Um, you know, I, I think this is going to be uh, an all-time great fight. You know, and if, if anybody, if any casual fans are out there listening to this right now, buy this fight because this is going to be fireworks. This is not a fight where there's going to be any feel-out or anything. Both, both of these guys, and Stacey is a fight fan as well. He knows, he knows about this. Both of these guys are coming for blood, and, and they're coming to destroy the other guy. Well, the one the one thing I'm interested in looking at, because, you know, normally, as we've seen over the last 10, 15 years, fighters don't fight each other in their prime. Right. And now you're starting to get these guys, you know, whether it be PBC, who's really putting all these things together, making these guys fight each other. I just saw mm -hmm. where Canelo now signed a three fight deal with PBC, which now yeah. is going to put him in line to fight uh, Charlo Benavidez. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know, I think it's a rematch clause in between there, but it's going to force him to have to fight the best fighters, you know, because fighters, yeah. so long, this is the reason why people, you know, the, the casual fan has left boxing and gone to UFC is because UFC forces you to fight the best fighters. Dana White mm -hmm. makes you fight the best fighters. Boxing holds out. I mean, we would have loved to see Manny Pacquiao and, and uh, Floyd Mayweather fight in their prime. That would have been a right. great fight. It was still a good fight. But it was probably 10 years, you know, too late, per se. You know, so mm -hmm. that's what I like about the new boxing now. They started to put put it together, starting to get the best fight. Tank Davis, you know, just fought Ryan Garcia. He's yeah. going to be in line to fight Devin Haney or, or Shakur, um, which yeah. is going to be an interesting yeah. fight. I still think Tank Davis is the, the best in that division uh, because mm -hmm. he's got that Mike Tyson power at that such a small yeah. weight, and he can put dudes out. What do you think yeah. about his, his rise? Well, I, I love Javante Tank Davis. I had an opportunity when I went out to Floyd Mayweather's uh, gym to watch Floyd uh, spar. Um, he was getting ready for a fight. Uh, and Javante Tank Davis happened to be there and sparred before Floyd. 
And I'm going to tell you this, that kid is a Tasmanian devil, man. I mean, he, he has power. He, he has a high boxing IQ. He knows what he's doing in the ring. Out of all the guys from 135 to 140, I think Tank Davis is the best. But, you know, you've got a lot of competition in there. You just mentioned it. Um, Devin Haney, Shakur Stevenson, uh, Lomachenko is still there. Um, Ryan Garcia is still there. So, um Lopez also, who just just fought um, a few weeks ago, so yep. it's a lot. Boxing, boxing is hot right now. So if, if they force all these guys to fight each other, boxing is going to be fine. And, you know, I know people say, well, the UFC, uh, the UFC. Yeah, look, I give those guys all the props in the world, but there ain't nothing like a championship boxing fight. Okay, yep. if you can go back and look look at all the pay per view sales. Anytime there's a big fight in boxing, it far outsells whatever they're doing in UFC. So I don't, you know, all the people who say boxing is dead and everything. No, it's not. Just put all the put all the right fights together, and you'll see the emergence of the sport come back. So, so who are you putting your money on, though? Spence. Errol Spence. Errol Spence. Uh, the, so the, am the I. The reason why. Yeah, so everyone's Crawford picking Crawford, though. Yeah, Ter- Terrence Crawford is a great fight. And this is a true. This is a true 50-50 fight. But Errol Spence throws a hundred punches around. He's also a southpaw. Terrence Crawford, when he, he, he goes both ways, orthodox and southpaw, southpaw yeah. and when he does most of his damage is to orthodox fighters when he turns left-handed. He's not going to have that advantage on Errol Spence. And uh, Terrence Crawford is not used to a guy, a bigger a guy that's bigger naturally, that's coming at you with 100 punches around. But, but without the pressure, and then he uses the uh, left jab when he, that's his strong hand too, so it, it sets up that right. left hand later rounds for that knockout, which is, I think that's what's going to be the, the downfall for Crawford. It, it, uh, exactly. And Errol Spence is a master at body punching. And a lot of people are saying, well, Terrence Crawford is going to move. Well, what slows movement down? Body punch. And he's going to have to contend with that. I think the only way Terrence Crawford really wins this fight is if he catches Earl early, which is possible. But if he lets it go to distance, I think Terrence Crawford is going to get beat up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I see Earl Spence doing what he's done to everybody else, just wearing them down, wearing them down, wearing yeah. them down to the point where they can't move. And then all of a sudden he comes in and just beats you. I mean, anybody who's breaking eye sockets, I, I would yeah. be very, very, I'd be, I'd be very scared to get in the ring with a dude like that. You know what I'm saying? Kale Brook got his eye socket broke. Who guys got his eye socket broke? And, yeah. uh, they, and they were really good boxers. They weren't like they were. some. And and what I say about Terrence Crawford is is that he's a great boxer, but he really hasn't fought anybody other than you know Sean Porter. That's that true. Yeah. He hasn't had the competition that you know that Earl Spence is. He, he Earl Spence fights everybody, and then people he forget. People forget. It's starting to come out now what he did to Floyd Mayweather in sparring. You Here know, you yes. Floyd Mayweather is one of the best defensive fighters, you know, in the history of boxing. And for him, for the stories, Earl Spence got the best of them. Earl Spence, matter of fact, knocked his teeth out. I mean, there was a whole bunch of things going on that Earl Spence did in that fight. And I give Earl Spence credit. He ain't, you know, he's not bragging about it. You know, sparring is different. Sparring is different than actually fighting. So he never really, you know, rode that out. And you know, yeah, I, I beat Floyd Mayweather. there. He was really humble. That's what I like about him. He's humble. Yeah, Stacey, and, and when I was out there at the Mayweather gym, a guy talked to me about that. He said, "You see that kid? You say you see that kid over there? Earl Spence was in the gym as well. He wasn't sparring anything that day, but he said, you see that kid over there?'" And I was like, "Yeah, I didn't know who Earl Spence was at that time." He said, "That kid gave Floyd Mayweather the best work I've ever seen. 
He said he made Floyd turn on his A game. So that's another reason. If you can get Floyd Mayweather, Terrence Crawford is not Floyd Mayweather. Okay, nope. so that, that's another reason why Earl Spence wins this fight. Hey, before we let you go, Kendall, uh, in the live chat, a lot of people are loving Stacy's beard that he's growing right now. And, <laughs> and one, one of our, uh, Eric says, uh, the Silver Fox chairman is in the house, Kendall Gill. So <laughs> oh, maybe we can get a new hey, sp- new sponsor just for men for, for beards. Yeah, what do you think? Hey, hey. Yeah, hey, Stacy is the new honorary member for the Silver Fox squad. <laughs> no, as a matter of fact, not. no, he's not. <laughs> hey, I can't wait to get to my barber razor red, baby. We, we cut this thing off. It's too much maintenance. It's like it's like having a it's like having like the '80s hairstyle that was so long. You got to comb it, spray it, all this other stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, it's too much maintenance. I like to just get up, wash my face, you know, trim it down. You know, it's just too much work, Kendall. Too much work. I ain't got that it's kind crazy. of time. Look, all you need now is a fedora. Oh, oh, hey, I was going to get up the door without the Silver Fox. That's a pretty nice look, boy. I see you, boy. You play that, you play that smooth and mug. Hey, thanks, man. Actually, actually, the Silver Fox, boy, we, we, I'm actually catching a flight tonight down in New Orleans, so we're down there for the Essence Fest, so... Uh, I'm headed out to be a, I'm he- this is my Silver Fox squad weekend. My wife gives me a pass oh, there you every go. now and then to be a Silver Fox. So. Oh, what kind of pass? Hey, hey, okay. hey. No, no, a pass, a pass just to go hang out. <laughs> I seen the, I seen the, hey, I seen the Silver Fox videos with all the women throwing throwing things. Ah, ah, <laughs> like y'all, like y'all R and B band. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> hey, you know what, Stacey? It's it's so funny that we, when we go to these events, it is like we're like new edition or something. Yeah. And, and I have no idea why these women uh, <laughs> are, are so crazy about this Silver Fox Squad group, which I'm a part of. But hey, if that's what they want to do, you know, we have fun with. It. Hey, hey, Kendall, I, I got to ask you one more thing before you go. Uh, we've yeah. had a lot of talk about MJ over the past few weeks and some not-so-friendly comments and stuff. Hey, you got to tell the story about the one night he wouldn't leave your house. Oh, yeah, when um, when he just played. Well, Stacey, you know this. I, he doesn't like to lose, and, and I was beating him in Tonk. And, uh, <laughs> you know, he he just – it was I, I think it was 11 o'clock at night when we started. He didn't leave until 7 o'clock in the morning. And, and like – you know, I was ready for him to go, man. You know, I had to get, <laughs> I had to get some sleep because I had practice the next day. This guy was, this guy wouldn't leave. I mean, it was sick his competitiveness. You know? oh, but weren't you taking and, all his money, and that's why he wouldn't leave? Yeah, he couldn't. I mean, he couldn't sustain that, that. You know, he was losing, so he had to stay there until he won all his yep. money back, which he, which he, which he did. You know, because I was getting tired, man. I was I was half asleep while I was playing cards. You know, so but I'll never forget. He walked out of the house with with, with his shoes in his hand and money. In a sport coat, he didn't, he didn't have any shoes on when he walked out of the house. <laughs> hey, Stacy, you, you know what the aggregators would say? Kendall Gill calls Michael Jordan a terrible player at cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they, a terrible they, guest. Terrible they, guest. They would find some way. They find some way to twist it yeah. to make it look like you know. Oh, Michael Jordan was a horrible card player. <laughs> well, on Saturday Night Live, no, they no, call no. it the thing that wouldn't leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The guy's so competitive. He 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 put up a a sleeping bag in Kendall's living room. He wouldn't leave. <laughs> well, KG, thank thank you so much for joining us. Have a great time in New Orleans at the Silver Fox meeting, man. That sounds really cool. We'll be looking for the videos on that. All right. All right. Hey. Thanks a lot, guys. This weekend, I, I have my fedora on. All right, KG. Have a great time. 
After seeing all them women throw their clothes up, I might have to join the Silver Fox Club myself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't don't talk, though. You can't cut your beard off, though. That's right. Oh, oh, baby, I might have to keep it just for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, new addition. They coming out of here, girls screaming. Oh, God. <laughs> what the hell is going on with the Silver Fox? All right, guys. All right, KG. Don't thanks a lot. Over. We'll be seeing you All soon. Right, Kendall Gill, our special okay. guest, as episode 136 of Give Me the Hot Sauce rolls on. We'll give you some uh, rec- viewing recommendations and uh, a couple other things before we wrap up the show. Keep it right here. I tell you what, on Give Me the Hot Sauce, you learn something new every day. The Silver Fox Club. Yeah, I can't wait to join. <laughs> you know, Stacy, you're, you're the, the sexiest man in Montana and in Paris. We got to get a new cover. You could be on the Silver Fox. We'll mock that up for next week. We'll get Stacy's Stacy you know King the Silver Fox. After seeing KG and, and seeing all these uh, women throwing things up on the stage, flowers, and <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't want to see I don't want to see any underwear being up there. I just you know I just you know you want to yell and scream. That's one thing. Don't throw any underwear up there for me. I saw no no no. Mm. Hey, speak, speaking of uh, interesting celebrity stories, the, the video that was on Twitter this week, mm-hmm. since we're about to talk about the hot sauce and our guy Christopher Walken, the Foo Fighters <laughs> thing with the guy in the band yeah. doing Christopher Walken, that was hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did see that. Is yeah. it Foo? Yeah, emphasis on Foo or Fighters? The Foo Fighters. <laughs> Foo <or> Fighters. <laughs> the Foo Fighters. They're my favorite. Yeah. That guy was yeah. that guy was spot on. He gave you a run for your money there. Dave, Dave Brawl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he used to uh, do the backup singing, and then they found out he was actually a better singer. But you could just picture that. He's, he's a Saturday Night Live. He, says, he yeah. wants to introduce the band the right way, so he walks back to their dressing room. Is it Foo or Fighters? It's a Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. All right, Chris, so let, let's sell some hot sauce. What do you got for us this week? Well, I'm a little disappointed because <laughs> we've been running these specials, and no one's taking advantage of it. And maybe it's they couldn't remember, but any order gets a free bottle. So walk and fire, not the restaurant, like I said the first time. You get a free bottle of 1871. But if you like the queue, just do walk and queue. And you'll get a bottle. It's better than listening to the Foo Fighters. So where do they have to go to get this special offer? They just got to go to the website, give me the hotsauce.com, and put in the code, and I'll mail it to you. Oh, I'm sorry. That bonehead whispers. <laughs> Pack it up and get it out to you. That bonehead whispers. Yeah, we've heard of him. That's so, right. so how, what's the feedback we're getting, uh, Stacy, on the Jewel Osco? A lot of people uh, get sampling the product yeah. and uh, getting yeah. back to you. A lot, of people, a lot of people are getting it sold out in certain stores, so it's doing well. That's great. Yeah, there's going to be a uh, coupon coming out that? soon, I guess. Their digital uh-huh. coup- their digital coupon is supposed to go out the next like two weeks, so. Very nice. Yeah. So go to your local Jewel Osco. You can pick up your favorite varieties there. Right. Yeah. And uh, if not, give me the, the hot sauce.com. Get a free bottle. That's right. Whatever you offer. That's Damn right. good hot sauce, if you ask me. Make sure. Fourth of July is coming up. Oh. Make sure you grab you some That's King's right. Q. Woo! Ribs, burgers, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, some guy just ordered uh, four bottles of each and wanted to make sure it got there for the Fourth of July. <laughs> that was that big box sitting out there. Oh, wait. Oh, did, our, did our hot sauce packer make sure? <laughs> yeah, make sure that it gets out on time. All right. Got to have it yeah. by the 4th of July. Enough of those comments. <laughs> hey, you be quiet. Someone's got to be packing around here. Hey, there was a hey. big party uh, in Chicago yesterday at the Salt Shack as the uh, NHL draft was going on. The Blackhawks winning the lottery to get the first pick in the draft. 
They get Connor Bedard, a 17-year-old centerman who is being compared to guys like Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby as, as a potential next great. And within 24 hours after they won the lottery, they did like $5.2 million in ticket sales. The Blackhawks went from three-time Stanley Cup champions to no one paying attention, and now all of a sudden people are excited again. And, and did you see their next pick? Yeah, the fastest yeah, skater. He was, yeah. he was going to be a Oliver Moore. Pick. Yeah, I mean, they. I think they really lucked out there. But the best part of that story is uh, um, just a guy named Kyle from Chicago. Do you see that interviewed? <laughs> yeah, this is a funny story, Stacey. I don't know if you caught this on Twitter. The Blackhawks general manager, who's a really young guy, you know, he's he's in his mid thirties. He looks like he's twenty five. He was just walking around uh, Nashville, getting waiting for the draft. And one of the local TV stations was doing a man on the street thing. What do you think about the draft being in Nashville? So he said, "Yeah, I'm Kyle from Chicago." And he did. He went through the whole thing. I know. And they said, I know "How many hockey? Ten. How many hockey players can you name in 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 a half of?" you know, a half a minute and he just rattles off like 30 Blackhawks guys. And, and so, <laughs> so the, the, the guy who was doing the interview had no idea he was interviewing the general manager of the Chicago Blackhawks. It was a good bit. But then he says at the end, I'm the, I'm actually the general manager of the Blackhawks, not on video. And yeah. they go, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, something like that, something like that actually happened to me once I was supposed to do a man. This is years ago and I was working in Milwaukee and they sent me into major Goolsby's, which was a big bar, you know, across from the old Mecca and they, they wanted to get some comments on, on a strike that was going on. I think there might have been a football strike or whatever. Anyway, there was a bunch of New York Yankees sitting at the table. And, you know, I said to them, I, I knew it was Don Mattingly and a couple other guys that said, hey, you guys want to do a man on the street thing? And so they, they played along because they thought I didn't know who they were. So I, I asked Mattingly, what's your name? He goes, it's uh, Matt Braunschweiger. <laughs> and I, said, I said, how do you spell Braunschweiger? And then he finally laughed. He knew the he knew the gig was up. He couldn't take it. He couldn't carry it on any further. But we ended up getting uh, raw interviews with New York Yankees personnel about the football strike. So you never know what's going to happen in this business. And and Kyle never Davidson did a, did a nice job with that. Hey, it's uh, it's time for one of our favorite segments. It's what are we watching? Brought to you by our friends at Bigger's Mazda. Their sizzling new Algin location at Randall Road is the biggest Mazda store in the state of Illinois. Bigger's also offering a bottle of Stacy's signature hot sauce with first test drives of new or pre-owned vehicles. Everything from the coolest SUVs to the stunning Miata. So make sure you join the fun at 2100 Randall Road in Elgin. That's Bigger's Mazda. Ask for our good buddy, Jim Lecter. And uh, Stacy, I know you've been uh, convalescing. You've been watching a lot of TV? Yes, I have. I've had none but free time. What, do you, what, do you, what recommendations you got for the folks this week? Well, you know, number one, I just finally got into succession and I got all the way into the fourth season. And, you know, uh, I want to tell you, that show is amazing. I'm disappointed that it only got four seasons. Yeah. I thought it would be something they could get, you know, another three or four years out of and build on that. Uh, they may come back later and do it. But, man, I tell you what, that's an awesome show. Uh, also watched uh, um, uh, Banshee. Yeah. Uh, been out. It's probably about four years old. Uh, the original one on Cinemax, uh, awesome show. Um, got my guy, the sheriff. The sheriff on Banshee is the guy who's a uh, homelander on uh, The Boys. Um, and then also watching From. I've just got done watching From. From is awesome. It's getting better and better, creepier and creepier. And then I watched um, the uh, one more show, the uh, the um, 
Yellowstone trilogies. Like, you know, it was 1812 and then right. 1920. I mean, I watched the 1920s with uh, Harrison Ford and uh, Helen Mirren. Awesome, awesome, awesome show. Stacy, did you watch uh, Billions on Showtime? You know what? I started watching Billions, and then I, I took a pause after Bobby Axelrod uh, left, and then I took a pause, and they brought in another guy, and I, I really didn't catch back on, but I'm definitely going to catch back on. Yeah, that's why I brought it up, because Bobby Axelrod's coming back for the final season yeah, starting in August. I'll be back so, on. So that, I'll be back on. Because Bobby Axelrod <clears throat> and Paul Giamatti's yeah, character yeah. really, really— That was the whole show. Yeah. It was, you know— it was like, you know, cat and mouse. Who's going to catch who off guard? You know, um, you know, uh, Paul Giamatti's wife works for Bobby Axelrod, and that's a conflict of interest. Da, da, da. Yeah. She has to almost have to pick sides. <laughs> so I love it. It's a great show. I'm glad he's coming back because they definitely need him. That should be a lot of fun. Whispers, what do you got this week? I watched uh, Extraction 2 which is pretty good. <laughs> Looking forward to Extraction 3. <laughs> it's like oh like Taken. God. Where's my daughter? She's under the couch. I don't know. <laughs> and then, and then uh, finished the uh, Schwarzenegger uh, documentary, so then I had to go start watching FUBAR. FUBAR? That's yeah. funny, isn't it? Oh, it's good. I can't get her mouth. <laughs> that's with his daughter, too. She's like crazy. She's just like, I hate Yeah. My show started watching season two of The Bear. You yeah. know, the lip character from Shameless yeah. is yeah, the yeah, guy trying great. to open yeah. a restaurant, which at a place that used to be a, a Mr. Beef on the South Side. And season two is intense. They're, they're doing, in, you know, deep case studies on each of the characters. And the, the season six episode is a Christmas party where Jamie Lee Curtis is his mom. And it's just it's just unbelievable. I mean, the, the, the length, the intensity of these shows is, is crazy. So I would definitely yeah. recommend The Bear. It's on Hulu. So check it out. I'm going to. <laughs> and Stacey, uh, your buddy Mike brought Adam out uh, to the bar last week. Uh, gave him a nice ride out there. Uh, you want to tell? Oh, you can't tell the folks about the promotion got, because he doesn't have the copy let's in front of him. His, let's test yeah. his memory here. No, I'm sorry, I can't do it. <laughs> All right, whispers, you got to pinch it. <laughs> All right, Windy City limousine. Oh, oh boo! <laughs> <laughs> Championship service. Oh, oh come on, oh, man! Really? You got to sell it. I thought I sell it, like, man. You're just interrupting a little bit here. <laughs> wow. Now you know how I feel when you do it to me, bum. <laughs> Making reservations so easy. It's a slam dunk. Let Windy City break the full court pressure of traffic and get to your destination style and on time. It doesn't matter if you're playing sick at home and pretending to can't get to work. We'll come pick you up so you can get there. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 You really hey, sold it. Low, low. Hey, Tyson, go ahead and watch my next year low. No, no, I, I believe that's Galata. Pull the gloves up, Galata. Oh, oh no. Oh, it's it's holy field, baby. I'm looking for, I'm looking for no. a piece of my hair in the rain, baby. Oh, wow. <laughs> Contact wow. us at 847-916-9300 or just go to windycitylimos.com. Hey, we want to give I a shot. Worst read in the history of reads. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why we've got to have you back. Yeah, I'll we'll be back. And there's going to be a lot of throat punches. <laughs> hey, before we get out of here, we want to give a shout out to our buddy Harry Tynowitz, who finally found a match, a liver transplant. He's on the men. So, Harry, Yay. get well. We're, we're all rooting for you. Way to go. You know, it's been a one really the, ordeal for him. One of the best guys 
one of the most genuine guys you'll ever meet. Yeah, so Harry's on the men now. <laughs> Hopefully he's going to be good as new before long. Really happy for Harry, and we send our best out to him and his family. Stacy, we can't wait to have you back in studio. We'll see if the beard is still here when you come in. Now it'll be gone, Mark. It'll be gone. <laughs> Silver it's Fox gone, Club, man. you're not going to take a flight down to New Orleans to get it on the fun this weekend? No, no, I'm going back to the goatee, baby. I'm going back to the goatee. I can't. No, I, I feel like I'm Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> well, like I just woke up. Well, put him in an envelope. We'll auction him off next week. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> With a free bottle of sauce. <laughs> wow. Oh, my goodness. Don't put it wow. in the sauce, though. We have problems then. This is what we come to, Mark. We're selling everything. Now. Oh, we're, my we're, gosh. We're pretty shady. Anything that's not here. nailed down, we're selling. <laughs> Hey, that, what, that damn whispers is shady as hell. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> Stacy, thanks a lot for joining us. Feel better. We we'll look forward good. to seeing you in studio next week. Want to thank the Sriracha crew. Want to thank Kendall Gill for joining us. We'll see what the Bulls do in free agency, and we'll be here to talk about it next week on Gimme the Hot Sauce. Time to say goodbye. Oh my goodness! It's only preseason, but I'm high-pilled Assassin does it again!